0: Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast.
1: Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone. As he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, now, up to to bat, bat, Brett Boone. Hey, a very pleasant third podcast of the week to you. I'm Rich Herrera, the executive producer of the Boone Podcast. It's our third favorite podcast we put out weekly here well, turning two with Booney, big guest on Monday, big guest on Wednesday. And then Friday, it's me and Brett Boone discussing the week and talking about what it's like to be Brett Boone.
0: Brett Boone, how are you? I'm doing good. You said third favorite. I don't know. It might be my favorite because I'm out of the hot seat, Rich. I'm out <laughs> of the hot seat. So Yeah,
1: but I like, listen. The, the, the shows we had the other day, I was talking with somebody. He goes, oh, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. is my favorite player as a kid growing up. He goes, you, you know, Brett Boone? I said, yeah, he just, Jr. just came on the podcast. I do, the third, junior I do the
0: third favorite podcast with him every week. <laughs> so I thought Muscleman, that was pretty strong. I like it. And as you know, I, I kind of like getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. Love the baseball players. Don't get me wrong. But but that's what my life has been. always it's always been baseball and we can talk anything you want baseball wise. And, and it's kind of effortless for me, but get me out of my comfort zone a little right. bit. It's kind of a challenge and I'm not the biggest NC two way basketball guy, but uh, Eric had a, he, he had an interesting story because he had that family tie as his, his yeah. father coming before him. And to me, the interesting part about it was look at his resume I mean, he went from college assistant to college co- head coach to NBA assistant to NBA head coach. The biggest, the coolest thing I thought, and the way he explained it, I won't give it away. How is it to go from a head NBA coach to a college assistant coach? Right. you think, you know, layman terms, you'd think, wow, what a downgrade. How humiliating. But, but his answer will surprise a lot of people. Really cool to, to catch up with Eric.
1: Well, the one thing about our game of baseball, and I'll say our game because I've worked in the game for 30 years, that there's so many ups and downs, and it's a game predicated upon failure. And it, it, for normal people, regular life, you get knocked down like Muscleman did. You go from NBA head coach to out of the league, having to work your way back up through the minor leagues um, in baseball, or in his case, assistant college coach. There's a lot of people that just wouldn't be able to do that, and the thing with baseball is, and you know it, it's great when you get called back, get called to the big leagues, but when you get sent back down, you can either get bitter, or you can get better if you want to get back up, and a lot of people aren't able to get knocked on their rear end and get back up and keep fighting.
0: A similar story to his was when we had Brian Snitker, the skipper of the Atlanta yeah. Braves, on. He's been in that organization over forty years. He he was there for the Bobby Cox days and. He said, Brett, you know, I went from minor league guy to a big league coach back to the minor leagues, back to being a big league coach over a 40 year period. And he said, you know, I I thought in my own mind that, that my chance to manage in the big leagues had come and gone, but I was okay with it because I just love this game. And and, and then he said, lo and behold, I get a phone call out of the blue uh, a few years back offered me the head, uh, to be the manager of the Atlanta Braves, and and look what they've done in the last five years. Won a World Championship. one you know, won a World Championship. They've been winning that division every year, almost going back to the dynasty of the '90s. And I I think Brian Snitker deserves a lot of pra- uh, praise for that. And, and he gave a lot of credit to to Bobby Cox and how he did it, and he learned. And but it was a it was a similar journey in the baseball arena.
1: Well, I mean, think about this. Drew Maggi, we talked about him last week, got called up to the big leagues, got his first big league hit, right? Yeah. Got optioned back down to double A. Um, he's got to learn how to have that highest of highs. Now you get sent back down. A lot of people would be embarrassed. Oh, you were just a big leaguer. Look, now you're back over here. But it takes something a little bit different, uh, some intestinal fortitude to be able to, to go from what Brian Snitker, hey, I was a big league coach, now I'm riding the buses, we'll yeah. ever get back up there again, Maji's got to do it. You had to do it when you got sent down.
0: We all have to do it. And, and you got to humble yourself. And believe me, I was a, I was a pain in the neck. I got sent down. Yeah. (laughs) I got sent down three times. We call it the shuttle. I was on that shuttle in the minor leagues and they told me I was the heir apparent. You know, I was the second baseman for the Seattle Mariners for the next 15 years And all of a sudden, Lou Lou Pinella had different ideas. He was going to teach me. And I went down and I got called up and and I got sent down and I got called up and I got sent down and I got mad. And, you know, I remember having talks with my with my dad. And it comes back to this. It's, It's a life experience. Life is not always fair because some of the times I got sent down, I didn't deserve to get sent down. Right. But that was it was a numbers game. And we all get tougher from it. We look back, we're better for it, but man, it is tough to do. Everybody can't do it. Uh, and it's a gut check because you go, you do go to the minor leagues and those guys in AAA look at you like, Oh, geez, you're coming down. Are you ever going to get, go up again? And, and the advice I give to young players all the time, because our first gut instinct, especially if it's kind of unwarranted is, is anger. How can you send me down for this you know and, and that attitude and taking your time to get to AAA and going through the motions the next thing you know you're struggling in triple a my advice always is because i've been through it i've lived it is go down and make it impossible for them not to call you back up do so well because believe me those big league guys they're looking at the numbers they're looking at the reports every night from the minor leagues who's doing what and, and you overwhelm them that's the way you do it because all of a sudden in their minds, they're thinking, wow, I expected him to go down, mope around for a few days and get around to it. This kid went down and got after it right away. It's impressive. It impresses the big boys in the big leagues and the executives. And at the same time, uh, you're doing well. So yeah, it's a tough thing. That's why major league baseball, you know, and, and you hear people time to time, oh, they're overpaid and this and that. I just, you got to walk in the shoes of not not your typical minor not your minor leaguer that's a first round pick gets to the big leagues in two right. years as a superstar and rides off into the sunset. That's very rare. Uh, most of the minor leagues, y- you fight to get there, and, and that's that's not going to be the you're not going to stay there on the first time. You're Rich, a, we talked about Rich Emerald. Rich Emerald, unbelievable, great player in AAA for a long time, great teammate. All of a sudden, got his shot. Busted that door down and got and, and had a five year career when he was probably looking at it in the vein of, I'm 30 years old, I'm in AAA, I'm never going to be a big leaguer. And next thing you know, he gets five years in the big leagues. Cool stories like that. And when I hear people say you're over, I, I said, You've got to live that life. These guys in AAA, they're 26, 27, 28 years old, they have families that they've got to. They've got to support. They've got to go give hitting lessons in the offseason. And the guys that stick it out and get rewarded and end up having a career in Major League Baseball, uh, a lot goes into that because the, the superstar rise to fame, yeah, that's for for a for a unique few. But most of the big leaguers really got to fight and claw and, and give their whole life to this game.
1: I did games in AAA twice. I did it for the Tucson Sidewinders and the Durham Bulls, and I was surprised – when they'd have the Sunday family potlucks and the fans and the the boosters would come and I'd see the families. I'm like, these kids, these guys have kids that are 10, 12 years old. Yeah. I mean, these are, these are real full grown adults. So it's something special. All right. uh, Let's get into the podcast. Oh, by the way, what is new in Brett Boone's life? Last, let's see, two weeks ago, you one of your one of your sons lost his keys and you had to have a locksmith come over and you found hey look I found my championship ring from the Atlanta Braves That's right in the safe in the, in the safe. safe uh last week one of your sons uh backed his car into his mom's garage
0: garage so- door's fixed he's he's got restrictions on the car usage uh he's paying it off with it, with his job he he gives me a he gives me a check biweekly that's how he gets paid. So, we're on the road to recovery there uh, this week, Rich. Wait, I, but
1: hold on, hold on. Did 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 you remind Bob, or did he remind you about you taking his car and wrecking the transmission? Uh no, Dad.
0: Shoot, he's seventy-four now. He doesn't remember that.
1: I love that story. That yeah. was the best story you've ever told on this podcast.
0: Yeah, he, he's he's. Uh, yeah, he he won't remember that. Mom so, will. Mom. I'm going
1: to remind Sue about yeah. that. All right so what what's been going on at the boone household this week
0: nothing went took a trip to see an old teammate of mine and uh took my first helicopter trip rich it was interesting to say the least but uh went back to to oklahoma city ryan franklin where, a where are of mine. you
1: riding a helicopter
0: well you know i kind of briefed you a little bit on it no it, I, it was I, a I funny want, want it, funny story funny story i i Ryan Franklin calls me about a month ago. Hey, I'd love you to come out for this charity Ryan Franklin, event. You, you're
1: nicknamed Bonnie, he's been on the show before. Correct. Former relief pitcher with the uh, Seattle. Right.
0: Former closer with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, so I go out. You know, I'm going to support Bonnie. That's the nickname. In his Bonnie. big golf tournament, I said, "Bonnie, I'll come." So anyway, I get on a flight. I, I arrive there, and and uh, I text him. I said, "Who's picking me up? Who's taking me to the hotel?" You know, I got there the night before the tournament. And he said, my buddy Jason's picking you up this and that. I get a text from Jason. It's all, you know, it's typical when you go on a trip, yeah. somebody's picking you up, you're going to a tournament.
1: So for the for, for for everybody else, you know, we go look for the rental car, Boone's standing there, and the guy's holding up a sign saying, boom. No sign.
0: No sign. He okay. said, I'll be parked downstairs. I'll be parked out in, in, uh, right, right. It's a small, it's a small airport. Just right, it's right, right outside, the right, city. right where, where you where your family pick you up when you, right. So anyway, he's there shake his hand seems like a nice guy get in the car he said hey it's about an hour and a half trip to out to the golf course and where you're staying tonight he said but but i think we should take the helicopter and i kind of looked at him and laughed and and he said yeah that's what we're going to do because it takes about 11 minutes in the helicopter so he makes a phone call next thing you know we're going the private side of the airport we go on you know it's where all the private jets are and i've I've never been in a helicopter and I see You've this never thing. Been in a, helicopter? I, I'm expecting to see air force one, you know, big helicopter. Marine this one. thing's like this thing, Marine one, this is like a tinker toy. It looks like I put it together and I said, we're flying in that. And he goes, he looks at me, he said, yeah. And I'm playing it cool. But at the same time, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, let me, let me go over this. Ryan wouldn't put me with a guy that wasn't safe. I said, how long have you been flying? He said about 20, 25 years. I said, okay, I guess that's it. I look up. It's a clear day. There's not, there's no wind. Maybe a little breeze from the north. I get in this helicopter and I, and I kind of thought to myself, well, what am I going to do here? If if this is the way it ends, <laughs> this is the way it ends. It's going to be I, a heck of a story. I get in the front seat and, you know, he gives me my earphone so I can listen to what's going on. And this is when it was really funny. He's talking to the tower. Now, I'm, I live in San Diego and, uh, you know. Most cities in the country, you don't just fly a helicopter wherever you want to go. You know, it's like if we're going golfing, I don't just take the helicopter to my friend's house, pick him up and land at the course. That's kind of against the rules. But he's talking to the tower and they're saying, OK, give it give us two minutes. We've got a, you know, a, a plane taken off runway three. So all of a sudden he gets the go ahead. All right, bo- 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 uh, Air going. Force
1: Five, we've got Brett Boone in here. He needs to get to the golf course. Nah. Can you please uh, make sure no, you no. clear him for takeoff?
0: So we get up in the we get up in the air, and he goes, uh, Booney, He goes, Do you mind if we pick up my girlfriend on the way? And I'm like, What do you mean, pick up it? your girlfriend? Where is she going to be? At a hangar or at the airport? He goes, No, she's at my house.
1: What do you, what do I you, said,
0: an Uber, you have an Uber of helicopters? I said, What do you, you just drop the helicopter down? He goes, Yeah, they, and we're in Oklahoma City. Remember that we can kind of do whatever we want. He, so he gets clearance from the tower. They're like, Yeah, go ahead. You're clear. He pulls into his backyard. His girlfriend comes out, like, Honey, I left the roast. It'll be done in five hours. And she jumps in the helicopter. Lovely so girl. I've done that before where I've hit the wrong Uber button and I've got a, I'm um, Uber shared. Un- unbelievable. He so you're helicopter airport. shared. Takes me to to my hotel. He calls ahead. They have cones, uh, you know, look, they got the guy out there with the with the wands, and uh, going, we've
1: we've got Brett Boone coming in and uh, and well, and, and it wasn't helicopter. even about
0: it wasn't even about Brett Boone. Now, I think this guy's a bigger he's a bigger celebrity than me in he's Oklahoma City. He can go anywhere he wants to go. And he told me he said during COVID, he said there's a world famous chicken place in Oklahoma City. It's about Russians a fried chicken. It's about 50 minute drive from his house. And he said, during COVID, he said, we, we, I, you know, he ended up having a relationship with the owner. He said he would take his helicopter. They'd have a parking spot for him. He'd land, get the chicken, bring it home. And he said on the way home, he would drop chicken in his buddy's backyard on a rope. So he would just hover, drop it, hover like a delivery service. Interesting, fascinating, funny. I, I went to the tourney. Uh, after the are tournament. You, are you hanging out with MacGyver? He's got chicken on a rope. He's taking you. No, it was great. So yeah. I we, we do the tourney. I go to Ryan's house. Okay. Uh, I get a ride. Now we're in a car. It's about five minutes from the golf course. And I'm going to go over and see Ryan and his family. I haven't seen him in, in years. Pull up. You know, pull in Ryan's gates and a bunch of cars, a bunch of activity going on. He had kind of a little after party. There's the helicopter parked in his front yard. And I went, this guy just goes wherever he wants to go. It was it was classic. Have, have it was a seen, first you, for me, it was fun.
1: Have you seen Jack Ryan on uh Yes, Prime. I have all, all all I
0: I think it's three seasons? Yeah, three, three seasons. You're yeah, like good show. You're
1: like the Jack Ryan character when the Coast Guard comes and gets him from the party where he first meets his wife.
0: Rich, let's not say I'm like Jack Ryan. This is a this was a one time thing. Like I said, first helicopter.
1: Um, excuse me, are you a uh, former Gold Glover, Brett Boone? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I have orders to take your car back to your house, and uh, national security, did jump on the helicopter?
0: It's very cool. Very cool. Fun. Right. There was my week. Who played in the tourney? Uh, a couple teammates. It, uh, Arthur Rhodes was there. Was a we talked about him. He gave setup up the first guy day. Jason Isringhausen, uh, Is the clo- closer for st louis cardinals izzy and myself uh we started off he was a met starter and in his career as a, as a pretty uh power bullpen arm and right. and uh saves leader one year but uh he's gonna come on the podcast but with john daly was there i didn't play with him but i hung out with him for about 24 hours that was an experience and i'll tell you aw- awesome guy i mean you could tell just a kind kind man had Tons of stories. He wanted to hear baseball stories. I wanted to hear, you know me. I, I don't I want care hear, about baseball. I want to hear golf stories. I want about the podcast. He gave me a little. Oh, he's coming on. I gave him a little. Uh, I gave him a little baseball hitting lesson. He wanted to know about weight shift and. and he he's was a get,
1: huge. He's a huge Cardinals fan.
0: Yeah, and he was giving me a golf tip, Good and help. I we got a video of me on the tee box, and I show it to him. He goes, "You're swaying right away." He goes, "You're swaying." I said, "What do you mean?" And he got up and he kind of. He said, that back leg, it doesn't go this way. It goes, it's a turn. You start doing that, you're going to add 30 yards to your drive. I said, well, then I'm going to hit it 380. And he kind of looked at me like, <laughs> I've never played golf with him. But uh, no, it was cool. Johnny was was a great guy. We're going to have him on uh, sometime in the next week. So that should be entertaining. And and like I said, good guy, uh, does a lot of, of charity work and, and does a lot of good for a lot of people. I found that in just the brief time I spent with him. I mean, he was on the phone here and there. I mean, he's buying wheelchairs for, for, oh, he's tremendous. I, I mean, he's, he, he was really heart of gold. It was a lot of fun too. A lot of fun. Take your business further with a smart and flexible American express business gold card. You can earn four times points
1: on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit U S restaurants and gas stations that's the powerful backing of American Express four times points on up to 150 thousand dollars in purchases per year terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com business gold card I'm gonna go off script here for a second do you mind go ahead <laughs> you're not smiling you're not you don't look like you're what's off script how well, bad going to
0: go down it... this route i how bad said, could it be
1: something you said on the podcast. Again, you know, I'm the executive producer of this podcast. Well, so I got to make sure I keep you within the, within the lane. You said something on, on the podcast a couple of weeks ago that I've, I've asked a couple of my friends about, and I wanted to re-ask you this because you just said this in passing. I said, okay. Brett, have you ever been afraid in your, in your life? Have you ever been in terror in your life? I've just taught, you were saying, you know, Hey, how many times have you flown this helicopter? That would scare me getting in a helicopter. I've ridden in a helicopter before when I was a kid. Um, it's fun, but, you know, I'd probably be scared. But I asked you, have you ever been afraid before in your life? And you flippantly told me no. And I've asked a bunch of people like, hey, when was the last time you were afraid? And everybody kind of gives me you know, car accident, this, that, that this. And I want to go back and ask you one more time. Has Brett Boone ever been afraid in his life?
0: Afraid in his life in a serious vein, yes, but I'm thinking when I was a little kid, okay. Uh, little kid, I was living in New Jersey, I had a mini bike, not a motorcycle. You know, my buddies had RM80s, YZ80s, that was the Yamaha version, right? I forget the Kawasaki version, but but I'll tell you, as a little kid, eight, ten years old, I, I lived in a a suburb of uh, South Jersey called Medford. Okay. lot of, a lot of motorcycle riding, but my dad would never get me like a real motorcycle. He got me a, smart. He got me a mini bike, you know, with the lawnmower engine. So it kind of had a governor on it. Couldn't go too fast. You know, I get teased by my buddies that had real motorcycles, but anyway, we had a place called the pits where it was kind of a garbage dump, but that's where you rode your motorcycle and you went down and up and, you know, where motorcycle guys go. So I took the mini bike to the pits and there's a house right off the property. And apparently I was on his property and, uh, my mini bike stalling, and something's, I don't know, spurting oil out. Cause that's what happened to that stupid thing. All the time. I take it places where I wasn't supposed to take it, trying to be a real motorcycle guy. The guy came onto the porch with a gun, didn't point it at me, but kind of gave me the get off my property. Now I'm eight nine years old. Like I said, didn't point the gun at me, but had a gun. Right. I got that sucker started and got home. Now were you told- lipping off? No, no. I okay. didn't say a word. I was scared. You asked me if I was ever scared. I was scared. I went home, told my dad. My dad, we didn't take the, we didn't take the motorcycle back or anything. We walked to that gentleman's door, and my father had a word with him, and that was it. But that that's one time I I was. Uh, I was scared. So yes, the answer is I have been scared before
1: on the field, Uh,
0: other than, other than striking out four times in, uh, against the Houston Astros, the, I believe the only time I did in my career and I don't know if it, it qualifies as scared, scared for your life, but I'll tell you, I was twitching in the dugout. Like I was starting to develop, (laughs) develop a tick because it wasn't, you know, it's not like, uh, Nolan Ryan struck me out four times and I was overmatched. It was, I I forget who the strikeouts were against, but it's like I was getting 2-0 heaters down the middle and I was swinging through them like like I was seeing double. And I remember going, I I don't swing through balls like this. Sometimes I foul them off, but I don't completely miss 90, 92 mile an hour cookies down the middle. And I struck out four times. Golden Sombrero. And I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I, it's like, I, I can't hit the ball. And I remember Barry Larkin struck out four times in the same game and he was hitting in front of me and he went up for his fifth at bat and he got like game winning hit. I didn't have to hit. It was the most relieved I've ever been. I went home that night and I sat in my room. I thought, how am I going to recover from this? And it's almost probably like getting the shanks in golf. Yeah. Get the shanks. You shank another one. You shank another one. If you're on tour, you know that was Thursday, but you got to go play Friday. Are you going to get rid of the shanks Friday? It's like, am I going to be seeing double tomorrow? Came out the next day, I was fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a day while you were playing when you just you you just didn't have it? You're just having a bad day. You couldn't see the ball very Rich, well.
0: There was more than one day. I mean, so what do you do when you just know of, this ain't um, my day? You find a way. You know, it, fight it, through it. it? it's what you do for a living. Uh, so with experience comes almost, uh, they're almost innate. Like, you know, how to, when, when you ain't got it, you know, there's an emergency mode that you have to go to, to compete. Now, if I go with my regular stance here today and my regular swing and my regular, uh, you know, high level velocity swing, that's not going to work today. I, as you get older, you use, you learn to recognize that and okay. instead of fighting through it and, and continuing to do the same thing with the same result, something takes over and it's like, okay, I know when this happens because of past experiences, I know how to survive today. So, wow. so I, I can ping it around. I might mix a walk in that day and a knock where when I was 23 years old, it's an automatic 0 for four, but you got to find a way to survive. I tell young kids all the time today, don't let that slump – because we're all – hitting is so hard. I don't care how good you are. Don't let that – don't go 0 for 15. Right. Go 0 for 6 and recognize. If you've got a big leg kick and you're 0 for 6 and it ain't working, it's time to cut that leg kick down and go into survival mode. To continue but, Right. Continue to practice. Now, when that leg kick, kick comes back and you're all on time again, now you can go back to playing. But in the meantime, you got to find a way – to not go 0 for 15, maybe go 3 for 15 when you're not seeing the ball well. At the end of the year, if you have a couple st- strings like that, it'll make a huge difference. Somebody used to tell me
1: if you're hitting, you're walking. If you're in a slump and you draw a hit, at least it's not an out. It's not a strike, up.
0: First of all, you don't draw hits. You draw walks. I'm sorry. Get you a draw walks. Sorry. I still so got to your lingo. You got to knock. Right. Hey,
1: listen, I was hunting fastballs.
0: Yeah, you no, you don't hunt fastballs. This is I, I, I this hate we have, folks. I hate when people say I'm hunting a fastball. No, you hunt breaking balls and you don't hunt them, you sit on them. Anyway, the new lingo, I, I'm having a big I'm having a big problem recently with this sweeper. The sweeper word that everybody's using for like Otani's got a uh, curveball, it's a slurve, but now they're calling it the sweeper. And now people are using it like it's been around for a hundred years. Well, yeah, he's got a great sweeper. Who invented this word and who okayed it to just be part of the lingo now? It's starting to bother me. Okay. Anyway. (laughs) No, I like it. I like it.
1: A little bit of life advice from Brett Boone of, you know, how how do you change things up in the middle? How do you reset yourself? Great hitters, reset pitch to pitch, good hitters at bat to at bat. Bad hitters game to game.
0: Yeah, I think so. I, I think it really comes down, Rich, though, to experience. And and uh, what I what I found when I was young, man, I wish I could, you know, when I was 30, I looked back and I said, man, I wish I knew what I knew now when I was 23. Uh, but you wouldn't have listened to yourself. Maybe not. Maybe we need to get our butt kicked in life 100%. before we really – make a change and make an adjustment. And, and, you know, it, it is 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 so much a part of the game that as you, you know, you just kind of, as, as life goes on, as the seasons add up later in your career, when something happens, there's a good chance that's happened to you several times before, you know what you did then. and, And if it wasn't a good adjustment, you know, that doesn't work. Oh, but it happened two years ago, I did this and it did work. So you, you just, it's life, it, it's knowledge. It's something that you've got to kind of go through it to to find out how, how we make that adjustment. And it's it's cool when you find out, it is cool. Uh, and, I, and I find it neat now to be able to look back at, at everything I went through in my career. You know, everything changed me and usually for the better going through it. But it, it was fun for me at 30 to look back at myself at 23 and laugh. And at 35, look at myself at 30 and laugh. I thought I had it licked. And at 35, I'm sitting there going, well, now, you know, I'm worldly. I know everything. I've been in the big leagues for 14 years and I've seen and done everything. And then at 45, I look at that guy and go, he had no clue what's coming. You know, at 54 now I'm able to look look back and and uh, laugh at a lot of things i'll probably be cracking up at this interview when i'm 70 so exactly that's life it's cool stuff
1: all right let's talk a little baseball um i've worked for a lot of small market clubs over the years brent they never get enough credit so let's give a little love to a small market club that nobody's talked about in about a century and a half the pittsburgh pirates
0: pirates 20 20 and 11 uh, coming into play today, we didn't talk about him in our previews. I think uh, Pittsburgh Pirate—they're really pitching well. Got one of the cl- best closers in baseball. Um, nobody saw the Pittsburgh Pirates. Nobody had him on the radar right. in the in the preseason. Uh, Brian Reynolds—it was great news seeing him sign that long-term contract. You know, when's the last time you saw a big contract coming out of Pittsburgh? think it's great for the game. Um, they're doing a really good job on the pitch side. They're third in the National League in pitching. And I look at that division. It's a weak division. Why not the Pittsburgh Pirates this year? You know, I'm looking at it. You got the, for me, the Cardinals are off to a terrible start. I don't think, I. Th- nothing's impossible. I'd be, I'd be. Very shocked if the Cardinals came back and made made a run. They're they're too far out after one month. Uh the Reds and the Cubs, I think the Cubs are they they did a patchwork job in the offseason. They've got some they're they're better than they were a year ago. I think it's good that the Cubs are in the news too. Cubs are a part of baseball lore. Uh the only team I see in that division, and, and they can really pitch, they're number one in the league in pitching, is the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, but I look at the division. Pretty weak overall. Why not the Pirates? It's really cool to see to see uh, the first month of the season. Pittsburgh Pirates at the top the top of that division. It's something we haven't seen, and and I think there's a few really cool stories out there. Besides the Pirates, you got the Orioles uh, making noise and the probably right. the, the best division in baseball, the American League East. And and I think that's good for the baseball. I think Bruce Bochy coming back to the Texas Rangers. When's the last time you heard the Texas Rangers in the in, uh, in the American League West? The headlines have been the Houston Astros for the better part of the last six, seven, eight years. Seattle Mariners made a little noise last year. Texas Rangers on top right now with Boche. Uh They went out, they got DeGrom, they got Evaldi. DeGrom's hurt again. Uh, but I, I think it's good for the game to bring back that parody. And I'm really excited because as a kid, We've talked about this a million times, Rich. The Big Bad Buckos with Bill Madlock and Stargil and and uh Kent DeColvey and, and a mean uh Burt Blylevin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, could
1: you remember Dave
0: Parker, the big bad buckos? They the, were the cobra awesome.
1: Swinging the, a piece of rebar on the bat on the, uh, on, I rem- the on deck yeah, I remember all right?
0: That. Th- those are my childhood memories. The big bad Buckos—they were a big deal. They we needed are a to be wrecked. Yeah, they needed to be reckoned with. And just oh, in in the modern day, the Pirates—they're just never they're nowhere right. to be seen. So to see them, the top, uh, did
1: I think you like it's the perfect. hats? I think
0: pretty cool. Yeah, they had the most uni back then. They had yeah. about seven or eight different uniforms. They had now, City Connect before anybody else. Yeah, now everybody has it. But the Pirates, did, did were the you first like to do the, it.
1: Sto- the stove? The stove. Caps.
0: I, I the think stars they were cool. And- I yeah, I thought they were cool. I thought they were cool, and I think Willie Stargell is the one He's, that started yeah, that. Started handing when out you the get stars. A star, you get a star for I don't know if you did a good deed or. <laughs> it's like a helmet sticker in football. Right, right. You obtained something that that Willie deemed worthy of a star. I, I think that's very cool, especially when a guy like a Willie Stargell pops. Uh, so big and iconic in the city of Pittsburgh, Respectful. I think it's. I think it'll always be a Steelers town, but the Pirates are a pretty big deal, and it, it's cool to see them uh, winning this early in the season.
1: Okay, uh, real quick, we want to talk about one of your favorite players in baseball, Shohei Otani. Yep. Another Ruthian feat. I people, can, oh Ruth, this, 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 this. This is one that's legit. If you want to compare and contrast the two,
0: I don't think they're comparable. I don't two think players Ru- I don't now think Ru- have Ruth's even close to what Otani's doing.
1: 500 500 K's and 100 bombs. He got three strikeouts the other day to join. No, 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 500- no.
0: 500 K's and 100. 100- oh, okay. 500 K's and 100 homers. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Only two people have done it in baseball Shohei and the great Bambino. And, and you know what? Let me backtrack on my on my comment that it wasn't Ruthian. Okay. Ruth wasn't comparable to Shoei. That's silly for me to say. Ruth dominated an era as much as anyone in the history of the game ever has. And I think that's how I, for one judge greatness in the game of baseball. I don't judge you against somebody that played 50 years ago. I judge that guy 50 years ago. How much better was he than his peers? And I think Babe Ruth uh, undoubtedly dominated his generation. I think what Shohei's doing, though, and the difference is the speed of the game today. What you have to do on a daily basis, and to be that number one, number one uh, starter that goes every fifth day, hitting second, you know, they've got a Phil Nevin is, I, I think he's he's really thinking about when Shohei pitches because he always likes to hit Shohei third. But when he pitches, he doesn't want Shoei to, to make the third out and then have to scramble to get on the mound the days he's pitching. So he hits him second. Right. Um, when you're starting to make adjustments with your lineup <laughs> because your guy is so good on both sides, uh, unbelievable. Great, great feat that he just, but nothing that he does right now surprises me. It's, I, I'm a believer. I, I wasn't a believer two years ago. I said, this guy might be able to eat up an inning or two in the bullpen. And be a pretty good player offensively. Well, he's shown the world that not only has he stayed healthy, but he's playing at a world-class level on the offensive side. Top 10. I mean, after,
1: after, after he came over.
0: Yeah. And his injuries and he's been just nails ever since he's a top 10 performer as a pitcher. And he's a top 10 performer as a, there's a difference between being a good big league pitcher and a good big league hitter. No, he's an all-star pitcher and an all-star hitter. I never thought we'd see it in uh, in our lifetime. He's proven me wrong. It is going to be unbelievable this offseason. Uh, Artie Moreno, the owner of the Angels, had the Angels for sale. As everybody knows, this past offseason, he retracted that. I think their one and only goal, the Angels, obviously to, to, to make a good showing this year and hopefully get to the playoffs like everybody else, but his, his signing show Shohei Otani long-term and I think it's going to come to a point rich it's it's not about the money with him because the money's going to be there I think there's going to be eight eight nine teams and we're talking north of 500 million dollars so it's not going to be the dollars it's going to be where does he want to play and spend the rest of his career he's going to have to weigh out do I want to be in do I want to be in Anaheim how serious are they about winning a world championship but I'll tell you what the weather's pretty good taxes suck so there's going to be a lot of things. Where does Shoei want to land, uh, raise his kids, be with his family for the next 10 years? And that's going to be, it's not going to be a money thing because I think from from what I'm hearing, the money's going to be there and it's going to be a lot wherever he ends up uh, landing.
1: Okay, let me uh, do a little quick housekeeping here, folks. Uh, so we do, we're do we doing three podcasts a week now here on the Boone Podcast. So uh, we release on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do Turning Two with Um, I just want to remind everybody, if you want to help build the broadcast podcast, if you like what we're doing, you'll appreciate it. You like listening to Brett's stories, um, two ways you can help us. Cause Booney, when's the last time anybody ever gave you anything for free?
0: Get a helicopter, right? That's true.
1: Yeah, but you had to go to Oklahoma city and play and he didn't even take it. to chicken. So I don't know about that. That's right. So here, listen, folks, there are so many different places you can find content. A lot of it's behind a paywall. Ours isn't ours is out there free for you every day. But we're going to ask you to help us out. If you like the podcast, do us a favor. Leave us a rating. Give us five stars. Give us one star. Just Brett wants some feedback on the podcast. Leave a comment and share it and subscribe to it. So wherever you get your podcast, whether it's on the Odyssey app, uh, odyssey.com, Apple, wherever you get your podcast, just do us a favor. Leave us a review. We haven't had reviews, uh, many reviews in the last week or so. So please leave us a review. Uh, give us a rating, share with your friends and help us build out this podcast uh, is all we're going to ask from you. So just a quick little housekeeping note. Now, uh, every week as we wind up the podcast, Brett, in case you guys didn't know, is a binge television watcher. I'll call him. What are you doing? I'm watching the 10th episode of some show I just found. So every week, I like to ask, what is Boone watching? Now, two weeks ago, I'm a little, I'm a little upset with you. You gave me a so-so review of Night Agent on Netflix.
0: No, I said it was it, it was a good, but it, I was coming off terminal list. Terminal list to me was, was great production value A plus big time. I uh, big time, it's Hollywood, right? But it was a it was an A list actor, yeah, it was an A-list production, it was a major motion picture type quality production I thought night agent wasn't I thought it was a tick down but the more I watch it really interesting really good night agent five
1: thumbs up that thing is awesome
0: well rich your thumbs I don't know five that's pushing i've was, seen a lot of shows five that's pretty good
1: I was pretty I started watching it yesterday just like oh,
0: I'll, I'll, give, it, I'll give it I'll give it I'll give it I'll give it four Okay. Before. Uh what else do you got? What's Boone watching? I'm not watching anything. I've missed everything. I'm am oh, because you were in Oklahoma you. City right Right. Helicopters you with know, John I'm, Daly. Right. I haven't opened up any new shows. I'm still 50 50 getting back on Succession. You know, Succession is is one of the best uh series, I think, in a long time. But it, as I mentioned last week, it's pissing me off. There's too much sarcasm, too much. Dial it back. Every line written doesn't have to be hokey funny once in a while. Give me a zinger. That's great. But it's like, they can't get through an That's exchange. You know with, you've
1: jumped the shark,
0: right? You can't get through an exchange with another character without having something cute. Right. Well, I don't think it's cute all the time. So no, it
1: gets annoying. After Succession's
0: pissing me off, but, but it's a, it's a four, four and a half star. I'm going to get back into it. I taken a couple of weeks off. Uh, I got to settle down a little bit, but I'm going to get back into it. And then I'm going to find a new one. I don't know what it's going to be, but hopefully I'll have something to, to talk did about you next week.
1: That there's going to be a new prequel to uh, Yellowstone.
0: Yeah. Who, who's going to be the star in it?
1: Uh, I think it's Matthew McConaughey.
0: Matthew McConaughey. Well, I've, I've watched Yellowstone. I watched uh, 19. Oh, what was it? 1923. Right. And I believe there was an 18... 1892
1: with Tim McGraw. Are you sure
0: it's 1892?
1: Something like that.
0: Something like that. I've seen all three. I'm a big fan of all three. Don't like one more than the, other. I guess push comes to shove. I'm the Yellowstone guy first, but I really like the, the pre and the post schools. If post school is an actual word. Uh, so I will watch the McConaughey if they come out with that. And by the way, Yellowstone's halfway through the season, they took a break. That's their new, right. I guess the, the way they set it up to get more viewers and build up interest. But uh, 1923 is on hiatus as well. So we still have a half a season of that. So I got right. two more halves to watch and then the McConaughey. So, uh, yeah, I'll look forward to that. But, you know, they're, they're not just giving it to us like when we want it. They're making us wait. Oh, you you, eh, right. We, we got to work for it. Talk about it. Just give me the freaking content.
1: All right. Let's finish up our podcast today as we tape this. May the fourth be with you, Brett Boone.
0: It is May 4th. May We're the fourth. Putting...
1: It's it's like the unofficial Star Wars holiday.
0: Oh, Star Wars. Come on. May the
1: 4th. Listen, my brother is on his way with his family to Disneyland right now for the big
0: Star Wars celebration. They have a special ticket. Everybody dresses up like... A... I, I question people that are into Star Wars too much. I, so, I question their sanity. So that comes
1: back to today's edition of Boone Approved. Hashtag
0: Boone Approved. Boone Approved. I do so like the boon. Approved. Yes.
1: Star Wars.
0: Is it Boone approved? Can I preface it? Can I put it's an sure. asterisk? It's your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Okay. I'll uh, go um, so with this. The 70s version, Star Wars, the original, without a doubt, Boone approved. Empire Strikes Back, the second, mm-hmm. Boone approved. Everything else, Star Wars, absolutely Boone not approved. There it is. Really? Yes. The prequels, not Boone approved. Nothing. The last I, I, three, not
1: Boone approved. Star
0: Wars, Star Wars, Empire One. Strikes Back. That's it. The approved ends at those two. Everything else, I hate to say nonsense, because there's a lot of Star <laughs> Wars guys out there. They probably great, think the great. shows I hey, watch, like... Great, great. Listen. Thanks
1: for ruining the podcast,
0: Brian. Right. Hey, do hey, hey, you listen to Booney, what he listens to? I hated that show. So... Uh, this is all taste, guys. We're all having fun here, but there's a lot of Star Wars guys out there. I know. Oh, now, Booty. I, I, Booty, I, how can you not like Star Wars? Are you Star like, Wars or Star Trek? Because I, I don't like Star Trek Zero approved, not even the first Star Trek. No, nothing. You didn't watch it as a kid? Engage. I, I think I remember the commercial. Engage. No, I did not. You watch as a kid? No, and I refuse. I, I don't watch Star Trek. Not a Star um, Trek guy. I am a shameless fan. See, that's my taste. Shameless. I I love the serious shows. Did you shameless. watch them? Man- did you watch? Do you have Disney plus? I'm sure amongst you, my 27 house, kids, I'm sure we've got Disney plus.
1: Have you watched the Mandalorian?
0: No, you have
1: to watch the Mandalorian. You actually
0: might I, like sometimes, the Mandalorian. sometimes I dismiss it just for the name Mandalorian. No, doesn't sound like my cup of tea. It's kind of a it's kind of a Western. <laughs> Krista's trying to get me to watch Game of Thrones. She says it's the greatest of all time series. Game of Thrones, I just hear it. It doesn't set up with my mindset. I don't think I'll like it. And I You're already got a bad. Dragons I, I have a bad attitude going in. And that doesn't bode well for anyone else in the room watching with me. Can you watch, will you watch in the
1: near future, one episode of The Mandalorian for me?
0: Without, all right, that's fine. I can do anything once. Yeah, Mandalorian, really good.
1: I like it. It might become Boone approved. All right. (laughs) Because we know what's
0: not approved.
1: We know what's not approved is (laughs) everything after the umpire strikes back. You know what else is approved? This podcast. Uh, We want to thank everybody uh, for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Uh, A couple of guests that we have coming up. What do you got in the books?
0: We've got, we got Doug Ellen. Which is he's the creator of Entourage? I'm really which looking. Which is one forward. of your
1: favorite shows of all time? You love that. Show. I, th-
0: I think it's. I think it's the North Star of Netflix. I think it's the best. I think it went eight, nine, ten seasons. I forget. I've watched it all twice. I watched the Entourage movie. I love everything about it. I think it's hilarious. Which one so of those guys are you? Well, I've got to be the. I've got to be the the star, don't I? Well,
1: I'm just saying. So, which one am I? As tur- I say this, as I say this, and I regret even having it come out of my pie hole,
0: my well, turtle shape wise turtle. No, I'm- I love Entourage, it's gonna uh, that I'm looking, I'm glad to you now. didn't say
1: I was Jeremy Pivot.
0: No, okay, oh, he's great. Ari, oh, he's funny. No, I'm really looking forward to to talking to Doug. How did he come up with this? It, it is one of my favorite all time. All right, so he's uh, I, on- I mentioned earlier, we're gonna uh hoping to get John Daly on in the next 3 or 4 days. I demand
1: so I John Daly come on the podcast.
0: Yeah, that'll be next week and uh Monday you're going to see uh, Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson the the Hojo. great met. Yeah, HoJo, he's he's getting inducted in the Mets Hall of Fame this summer. He was uh you know, was on two world series teams his his first 3 years in the big leagues and uh he was an interesting uh podcast. He was a lot of fun. He'll be out Monday. So that that's what we got coming up.
1: Perfect. Oh, thanks everybody for uh, joining us. And again, don't forget, please uh, leave us a review, rate us, subscribe on the Odyssey app or Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, help spread the word. Let everybody else know. Find us on social media. The Boon. What's your social media handle?
0: I don't know. The Boon29. It's right there on the screen, right? I know. I just thought The Boon29. The Boon29.
1: Uh, Find them, and that's where you get all the latest information about the podcast and everything else.
0: Anything else you want to share this week? Nope. We're all good. Are you going to get a
1: helicopter now?
0: It's a good pitch, man, right there. Absolutely not. (sighs) Didn't enjoy it that much. Appreciated it. So if Jason's listening.
1: Yeah. Jason, don't be afraid to come out here and give us a ride.
0: I really do appreciate the the hospitality. It was great.
1: (laughs) And thanks to Bonnie Franklin for having you out to this tournament. Bonnie Franklin. Yeah, the best. All right, Dave, that's going to do it for our podcast for this week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Back next week with more of the Moon Podcast. Take care.